I just threw a huge party. Something like 500 people showed up at my house. I do these, you know, every once in a while. Some of you know here in the Hollywood Hills. And, and it was funny. I, I'm here doing the party and uh, my buddy Owen comes in and he's like, Hey, I want to interview you. You know, we're doing stuff on people's lifestyle. And he asked me a question that really made me think. Uh, and he said, you know, what's the secret to this whole social game? Cause you know, people know me. I've, uh, as a social guy, I've owned nightclubs, you know, back in my early twenties. And, and, uh, I've always been, I think I got it from my mom, you know, she's a super social person. My, my real dad was a super social person. My stepdad was social. And now, you know, I'm kind of here up in the Hollywood Hills and, you know, 2000 people try to come to my parties and I got all these people and I used to own nightclubs and thousands of people would come a night. And I wanted to share with you because it really made me think, you know, what is it that's important? Because I will tell you this, as we talk about in the past, the good life in great part, at least 25% of your life and the quality of your life is directly dependent and hinges upon your skill socially. Don't ever let someone tell you, you know, the old cliche is so true. No man, no woman is an island. There is no happiness without a social life. And you will never be able to reprogram the DNA of your brain to fix that. So enough with the, you know, go off into a cave and retreat for 30 years and somehow you'll find bliss and happiness in a Tibetan, you know, monastery. Now, let me add, I'm not looking down on people who withdraw from life, you know, like Buddha sat, sat under the tree. But generally, and what's recommended, that should not be your whole life. There may be a season in your life where you withdraw, but make no mistake, to have a fully functioning life, to trigger dopamine, all those happiness chemicals that are in your brain, you're going to have to master and perfect this social game. I talk a lot about this uh, in various places. And so what is it? You know, people see me and they're like, hey, Ty, you're the most social person I know. What is it? Well, it's first of all, first thing to remember, it's a skill. Nothing comes without practice, even humans' ability to walk you remember you fall all over the place, right? People forget that that applies to any area. I don't care if you want to play chess. I don't care if you want to be a good public speaker. If you want to be able to socialize and mingle with people, it still hinges upon practice. So I've had quite a bit of practice at this. I'm going to share what I learned. Um, first of all, the overarching and most powerful principle that you must understand is what I call the chameleon principle. Now, people right away go, oh, are you saying, you know, you want to be not genuine and you want to be a different person to different people and blah, blah, blah. Well, kind of, yeah. And I find fault and issue and think it's stupid that people say, no, 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 I'm just going to be me. I'm going to be me. That's a fool's argument. I can get into why. I'm not sure I want to spend this whole talk talking about that. But l let me just put it this way. Developing the theory of the mind is something we must all do. The theory of mind says the quicker you realize you're not the center of the universe, the more evolved you are as a person. So this principle of the chameleon being different things to different people is not coming from a standpoint of don't be confident in yourself. And when you go in a room with everybody's this way, then you become a different person in a negative. What it's saying is, you as a human are multifaceted. So you can bring out different parts of your personality in different orders dependent on the person that you are with. Let's talk about this specifically. So you have a part of your personality and I've divided, I created my own system. I call it the PACE system, P-A-S-E. I'm not going to talk about all here because it's fairly uh, powerful and in-depth system. If you can master pace, by the way, you will be a absolute, uh, uh, I don't know what word to use. <laughs> it, your life will jump so far in every area, whether it's physically, 
Like if you want to lose weight, it starts at a social level. If you want to make a ton of money, it starts at a social level. If you want to obviously have romance in your life, you better master social. And the final, this happiness, this intangible, everything hinges upon it. So this pace system, uh, I'll, I'll delve into just a teeny bit here. The P stands for practical. The A stands for action. The S stands for social. The E stands for emotional. So when I meet people in a social setting, 500 people in my house, I got a pretty big house here in the Hollywood Hills. You know, in fact, I end up throwing almost the biggest parties in all of Hollywood. And so I got all kinds of people come through. I mean, today we had famous rock star. We had a billionaire guy come through. We had, you know, 18 year old Ford models. Well, maybe not 18, 21 year old Ford models. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, we try not to let anyone in. We don't let anyone in under 21, but. 21-year-old Ford model. We had people who came in that are, uh, who else? You know, just poor people. People rising from, rising from nothing, from the ghetto. I let them in too. You know, I like an eclectic mix of everybody. And so you're talking, uh, this diverse crowd. So when I'm dealing with that diverse crowd, how do I do it? Well, like I said, it's the chameleon. I bring out different parts of my personality. For example, if I uh, identify that somebody is a P person, practical person, right? I slow down in how I speak. I am a little more methodical. You could say I become a little more boring. In fact, I'm okay with long periods of silence as I talk with them. If I identify somebody as an A person, action, I speed up what I say. I talk about things that I've done. I talk about, you know, things that I'm going to do and how big things are going to happen here, there, and everywhere in my life. When I talk about S, per, uh, to talk to an S person, somebody who leads socially, I'm laid back, fun, playful, joking, kind of ADD all over the place. Hey, and I forget, I walk off, I come back. That's my social. And lastly, when I meet somebody who's an E personality type or dominant, all people are, you know, a mixture of these four in my system. The E emotional person, what do I do? I talk about how I feel. I become more vulnerable. Now you might say, Ty, you're not a genuine person. Of course I'm genuine. You don't think I have all parts in those, uh, of those uh, emotions and dominant energies in my personality. Of course I have all four. I just choose to bring them out in different orders. There's nothing disingenuous or inauthentic about that. You got to do that. You know, like I said, I always quote, I'm not a very religious person, but I quote from all these different spiritual people. And Jesus said, you should be as Gentle as a dove, but as sly as a serpent. That's kind of like an ironic, that's a dichotomy, right? How could you be both gentle, but yet slick? Well, I think, I'm not sure, this is what he was talking about. Meaning, you're authentic in wanting to connect with the person, but you're a little bit sly, a little bit slick, a little bit sophisticated, in how you bring out your personality. And I will tell you this, and those people who know me, you know, people ask me, hey, Ty, how'd you get multimillionaires and billionaires to uh, invest in your business before you had ever even started businesses? How did you get people to, you know, help you in the nightclub business when you were nobody? How'd you get people to, when you started at GE Capital, one of, it was at that time the biggest company in the world. You, everybody else had MBAs and PhDs and 30 years experience and all these contacts. How did you you know, become the number two guy in the country at the time you worked there. How'd you were able to spin off your own companies and do all this stuff? How were you able to get at the Amish? Spent two and a half years. Amish don't let people in from the outside. How'd you get in there? Well, it's not because I'm such a great person. It's because at some point early on, I understood that you must adjust your personality, not from inauthentic, but from the standpoint of understanding that other people, other people, 
have a different sense of reality. As I say, go straight to the top. Always model and mentor. Uh, model your life after the greatest mentors in the realm of social life. Who is one of those people? I'm going to bring up a controversial people on that person. I'm, bring, I'm now stepping into number two. Number one is what I said, play the chameleon. But I want to reinforce it with this next point. It's a reinforcement of this chameleon principle. Casanova. One of the greats of all time. In, I mean, of course, he's known for you know being good with women. But those of you who think that are not understanding the complete life of Casanova. Casanova lived a life that was charmed in, in many ways. Obviously, many of the most beautiful women in the world were attracted to him. But he also made the acquaintance of the greatest people of his time, whether it was Voltaire, the philosopher, whether it was kings, whether it was gentlemen. He was rubbing shoulders and not only rubbing shoulders, but they were investing in him, literally money into him. Uh, he was seen as a person like, you know, uh, how to win friends and influence p- people, a person who's known, who you know and want to know. Uh, in his time, Casanova is one of the greats. And if you read Casanova, Casanova. As I say, go straight to the top. Socially, he said, I saw that to accomplish anything, I must bring all my physical and moral faculties into play, making the acquaintances of the great and the powerful. I must exercise, ex- uh, I must exercise strict self-control and play the chameleon. Straight from Casanova. You must play the chameleon. As long as, like I said, you follow those words of the wise teacher. Be as gentle as doves, but as wise as serpents, as sly as serpents. Be gentle and have a motivation that comes from a place of wanting to benefit people that you meet. But at the same time, don't be afraid to be a little sophisticated. Chameleons win in this social game. Now, I will tell you, if you're not careful with this, you will come off as inauthentic and it will all backfire. So you got to make a commitment to build this skill over time. You will not be a good chameleon on day one. The good news is if you practice it right methodically and carefully and observe what works and doesn't and stop doing what doesn't work and do more of what does work. You know, I talk about my 67 steps to greatness, 67 steps to becoming a millionaire, whatever you want to do. One of them is read the obvious signs. The other one is follow the scientific theory, uh, seven step, the seven step plan. Do a little research on some social stuff. Okay. This, this, listen to this is a little research. Then make a hypothesis. Ooh, I need to bring out more, you know, I need to be more playful. Then do it in a social setting. Go out next party you're at. Be, you know, more playful. Then observe the results with a clear mind, no delusion. Then analyze the results. Did I like it? Then get the opinion of outside people. Hey, you saw how it was. Did it seem like it was working? And if everybody says, uh, you look like an idiot, then you go and rinse and repeat and start back at number one and do a little more research. Okay, that was over the top. I was a little too much social. A little too, I'm sorry, a little too, you know, playful. People, I was too over the top. No one took me seriously. You adjust the hypothesis, do the research, adjust the hypothesis, and keep going over and over and over. And if you do this over and over, again, the next thing you know, you will become a master of the social game. People are always like, hey, Ty, you know, you're the master. You're the most connected guy we know in the world or in Hollywood or whatever. I'm like, no, I'm not. There's plenty of people. That are going to go beyond me socially. I honestly think, even though I'm perceived as this, you know, one of the most social people, I have like my best friend, Herman. He's naturally much more social than me. Um, you know, when I first started nightclubs, I wasn't this social. It's a learned skill. And for those of you listening that may already have this naturally and been more of a natural than me, well, I might have surpassed you at this point. Because I practice it as a skill. But if you do the same, since you have more natural ability, you'll probably go well beyond me. Right? But most people are too lazy. And some of you listening are like that interview I did with the author Roland Lazenby on his book, Michael Jordan, The Life, which I highly recommend you read. 
uh, and listen to that talk that I did. It's amazing if you listen to what Roland says. He's been covering Michael Jordan since the 1970s, I think, when Jordan was in high school. And he said, you know, Jordan was that balance of massive, innate genetic talent all the way back to his great-great-grandfather, physical stamina and so on. But in addition, he had his mother, Dolores's insatiable uh, uh, perfectionism and wanting to get better. And, and I mean it in a good way. Some perfectionism is stupid, but, you know, wanting to live your life, perfect your life, beautify your life. And he wanted to do that. And if you take that approach, some of you listening have no natural talent with social. You're like, on a scale of 1 to 10, you're a 1. Well, here's the good news. By just practicing what I'm talking about, you could probably become a 7 or 8. Some people are born a 6, and if they weren't so lazy, they could become a 10. But you're going to pass them up even though you have no natural ability. That's the beautiful thing about a little perseverance. It's going to take you probably like Peter Drucker, the great business guru. It takes about 18 months. Set an 18-month goal. None of this nonsense in the modern world. Uh, three, 30 days to lose weight. You're not going to lose weight in 30 days if you're severely overwhelmed. If you spend 10 years getting fat, you're not going to fix yourself in 10 weeks. In the same way, if you've dug yourself in a hole socially, you've been awkward for a decade, you're not going to get out of it in 10 weeks. If you want that message, go become a sucker and listen to someone trying to sell you a get-rich-quick scheme. Go listen to someone telling you, oh, yeah, I could turn you from total nerd into just social god. No, I, no, you can't. But in 18 months, I might be able to. Set a realistic goal, but not too long. Don't set a 12-year goal. Set an 18-month goal for this. You're going to go out and master social. Remember, you're going to have to do it with your family. You're going to have to do it friendly and you're going to have to do it romantically. I don't care if you're married already or not married. It's a game of perfection. It's like a poker game. It's a little bit like a chess game. You better get good. And if you think that's not unfair, that's not fair and that's not romantic, well, welcome to planet Earth, the world where 50% of people, I read, uh, I'm not sure it's exact number, 50% of kids go to bed hungry. That's not a good world. That's not a fair world. The world isn't fair. Wake up. Let me pop you upside the head. Let me pop myself upside the head whenever I fall back into the thinking that, well, it's not fair that I have to work for it. People should love me for me. I'm like, get a grip. I just reviewed that movie. I'm starting to do movie reviews uh, because I think movies and, and visuals are so powerful. Go see that movie, A Million Dollar Arm. It's, not, it's a good movie. It, it's not, you know a top 10 favorite of mine, but it's a solid three and a half stars out of five. Uh, and in that story, you know, they have all this footage from going to India and I've been to India. It's a hell of a place with incredible amounts of poverty. Are you worried about the injustice there? Probably not. All of us are go about our all our own lives every day. So when you see a little bit of injustice in your life, don't get all freaked out. That's what is ironic about all of us. We're very tuned in to the slightest injustice to us. But we have no problem with massive social unjust, injustice around the world. Don't be that person. Just accept that you will find injustice in the way that biology, biology has laid out DNA and the evolution and the passing on of DNA. It's inherently somewhat competitive it's supposed to be hard. Like Tom Hanks says, the hard is what makes it great. It's supposed to be hard to be good socially. But you got to be humble. That's where people trip up. You better be humble when it comes to this game because you know why most people can't follow that seven-step path? Simple. They're not humble enough to do it as a hypothesis to test the results, to observe the results, and then go from there. No, what they want is just one time, oh, I got a good idea. I'm just going to go in a party. What everybody wants is for me to tell three jokes, pat them on the back, shake their hand, look at their eyes, and say a few lines. You know, there's a, there's a lot of books out there that tell you what you should do socially. There are some books that I've read, you know, always say people's name to them. Well, I'm going to break this news to people. That's an old school understanding of social. It's not completely true. And I know people are going to be flabbergasted because that's like this old rule of thumb. Shake people's hand and look them in the eye and firmly. Well, that 
is a complete misunderstanding of the vast differences in human personalities. Read Freud, Civilization is Discontents. The constitution of humans are not, are not all the same. In fact, there are people you will meet who will be more interested in you when you don't say their name, when you don't shake their hand firmly, when you don't look them in the eyes so directly, and when you don't say their name, but you act a little more elusive. In fact, in my system, the PASE, the PACE system, for those of you who want to know more, check out my academy. It'll change your life, and I talk about this PACE, right? It's my Millionaire Mentor Academy. I talk all about this. You want to make a lot of money, you better perfect this, my friend. And when you uh, understand that 25% of all people you meet are going to be turned off by two direct approach. It will blow your mind. Remember, most people want absolute certainty, so they just want answers. Okay, this is how you do social. Everyone you meet, you walk up to them, you shake them firmly, you look them straight in the eyes, you say, Bob, it's great to meet you. I'm so happy. BS, man. Come hang out with me. I'll show you how to manipulate your own mind and bring out different, I don't mean manipulate in that negative word, I mean mold your mind and bring out that part. When you get around an elusive person, you show your elusive side. Again, you're doing it from a spirit of authenticity and a spirit of benefiting both parties involved, yourself and others. You're not doing it to take advantage of people. You don't need to. That's the thing people don't get. Why take advantage of people? In the end, They'll probably figure it out, like the old saying, you can fool some of the people some of the time, but not all the people all the time. Yeah. So you don't want to try the way that uh, has the potential downside, the Pareto inefficiency. Remember, Casanova, I saw that to accomplish anything, I must bring all my physical and moral faculties in play. What does Casanova mean by that? He means he must practice. He must think. He says he must make the acquaintance of the great and the powerful, meaning he must go to the top because those people at the top you're not going after them for no reason. Those are the people that will mentor you. He says you got to exercise strict self-control. But around what areas? Well, I've told you you must stay humble enough to say the way I'm doing it now probably isn't very good. And I'm willing to have enough self-control to stick to this thing that Ty's talking about for the next 18 months. And then he says, and you got to play the chameleon. You need to play the chameleon. Especially in settings where you don't know people very well. So again, memorize this simple system. P-A-S-E. Begin to look around at people you grew up with. Begin to look around at your family. Begin to identify your own self. For myself, I am an A first, action-based. I'm an action-based kind of person. People that approach me from this action standpoint, saying what they mean, getting to the point relatively quick, having kind of sharp answers, pretty sharp people, that vibes with me, right? So I'm an A person, action first. But over time, in some ways, I brought out another part of my personality that's come out, which I'm a P person. I'm also practical, meaning I like logic. I like to be spoken to in, in kind of sequence in a way that makes sense. It's okay to be a little bit slow. I like people a little down to earth, not people too dramatic and over the top and just like, wah, you know, that sometimes turns me off. Then I would say, thirdly, um, E, I have that emotional. I like spiritual things. I like complicated things. I like trying to read situations and connect. And lastly, I'm S, lastly, S is not my dominant part. It's one I've built on. So if you were to approach me, you wouldn't want to approach me in a combination of those two dominants, A and P. So you want to talk about cool things you've done, but you wouldn't want to be over the top. You'd want to temper it and round it out a little bit with kind of a practical vibe. You know, I like people that kind of talk to me like I'm talking to you now. If you notice the way I record these and when I'm talking to you, it's a combination of a little P and a little A. And then I blend in occasionally some E. Now you might be saying, oh my God, Ty, what you're saying it's impractical. I don't get it. It's ethereal. It's like, ooh, are you telling, just tell me what, this is what people want. Just tell me what to say. Well, I'm telling you what works. You might not like it, right? You might not like it at all, but I don't care. I'm trying to tell you the truth. I'm not telling people what they like. You know what people like? 
you just depositing a million dollars into the bank account. I don't care what people like. I'm going to show you what you need because it's what I need. I'm not singling you out. This is what you need. I'm telling you. And if it sounds complicated, it is complicated. So get on it today. And 18 months from now, you'll be just like I said to Mike Stainback. I mean, Mike Stainback said to me, my one of my first mentors, hey, Ty, one day you're going to hug my neck. If you can fathom, no matter how complex it might seem, you might need to listen to this 10 times. If you put this in your head, you are going to have a tool. I've never read this in any one book. One nice thing about listening to me, even though there's many people much smarter than me, one good thing about listening to me is I compile all of those great thinkers and pull them into one system. Not all, but as much as I'm able to. Like I said, I read all the classics and I do some of that work for you. And this that I'm talking on socially is an amalgamation of those lessons I've learned from great people. Great people. The answer is that there is no black and white socially. You know, there was this uh, famous... Uh, guy teaching men how to be good with women and his idea was this thing called cocky funny that women want cocky funny and here's the thing it appears to work well because if you walk let me get some water here uh, the reason it appears to work well is if you walk into a group of one if you're a guy single you walk into a situation where there's a hundred single women if you act cocky funny it appears that it works so well but here's why it's because the 25% of women who are highly attracted to cocky funny gravitate to you. The next 25% of the women in the room, they're kind of like it, kind of don't. They kind of linger around you. So now out of 100 women, you have like 30 around you. So you're like, ooh, this must work so well. But what you're forgetting is that 25% of women, they don't like it very much. They might give you the time of day, but they don't love the cocky funny line. And the last 25% are completely repulsed by it. So you see what happened? You think you're socially powerful, but you're not really because you're turning off half of the room. That's why Casanova and his approach, in my opinion, was infinitely wiser than this modern approach of, say, be cocky funny or say, look somebody in the eye and always shake their hand. What Casanova said is, read the person. And if you want to argue this, well, let's go to sales books. Uh, you know, I've been a financial planner and certified financial planner since 2001. And if you study some of the great sales books that they teach you, some of the classics, the classics are called like Million Dollar Roundtable. They say the same thing. <laughs> the best salesmen adjust to the situation. It's obvious. Who do you think is the best army? Think about the American Revolution. How'd that go for the people who didn't adjust? We are going to march in red outfits like the British did in big fields. We're going to walk. doesn't matter that we're in an area now in America where there's forests on both sides. We're going to stand here and we're going to fight old school. Guess who won that battle? The American rebels. They became chameleons. They blended in with the environment in which they were in. They hid in the forest and shot from the forest. They said, we're not all going to line up. We're not going to wear red and line up and so you can just shoot us because we'll lose that battle. The British were better at that. So they bended in karate or martial arts. Which martial art form? Do you think karate works better than jujitsu? No, jujitsu is like the chameleon. Someone comes at you strong, you use the strength and you use it in that case. To hold them down, to keep them from being able to hurt you. You see this a chameleon approach. There's a famous quote by Bruce Lee that I love. If you look on YouTube and he talks about, he's like, you have to be like water. If you pour water in a cup, it takes the form of the cup, right? If the cup's round or, or curved, it's curved. In a social setting, this ability, as Casanova talked about, as you see in the American Revolution, as you see in uh, Bruce Lee's approach to life, it's all about the chameleon. In The Art of War, the great book, the famous book, he speaks of this. He says, if you know yourself, 
but not your enemy. For every step you go forward, you will also go one step back. And he says, if you don't know yourself, you'll lose every, and don't know the enemy, you'll lose every battle. But he says, if you know yourself and you know your enemy, you'll never lose a battle or you don't have to fear ever losing. In the same way, we can take that same adage and we can say, in a social setting, if you know yourself, right, you know what you like, but you don't know what they like, the other party, because that's really what the Art of War was talking about, then sure, some you'll win some friendships, but you'll lose some. So he gave the answer thousands of years ago in a Chinese book, an ancient Chinese pro, uh, a book of, of wise sayings about war. He said, know yourself, know what you like, but also know what they like. Think of how many social problems in the world. Think how many divorces would be avoided if people were willing at times to be chameleons. Now, let me add, I believe that in a long-term relationship, whether it be social with a friend, with someone in your family, that it generally pays to not have, you can't be the chameleon every day. Okay. It's kind of tough. Um, but if you, uh, if you use this in temporary social settings, right, to meet new people, uh, that it's important that you use this chameleon in the long term. You probably want to marry or you probably want to have a business partner or you want to probably, you know, have a best friend where you don't have to practice this chameleon tool. So there's a balance even to the chameleon tool. The chameleon tool uh, is much more of a tool that you will use in a setting where you don't know people very well. Okay. So just let me, I want to put that caveat because people get confused. You don't want to every day for the rest of your life having to be, have to be a chameleon. Like, you know, every day you wake up next to your wife or your husband and you got to be like, mm, let me change. No, you want to be in long-term relations with people that it comes naturally. I, my best friends in terms of just friendship, those are definitely people that I don't have to try much. But remember, in order to get people as your best friends, you got to break the ice. And sometimes it's awkward at the beginning. And that's why he who masters the chameleon, she who masters the chameleon will be uh, the most successful in social. And we know whoever is the most successful socially as this book, uh, this book social that I like, I recommend, I'm going to put that, by the way, on my site, you can search for this headline, you can search for the article that I wrote on this, you can search for the, you know, the, the, the tips on this, and you, you, I'll put a links to all these books and materials I'm talking about, and one of them is a book social by Matt Lieberman, the, the Harvard professor, and you should read how important social is to your brain. It's the dominant apparatus and the dominant wiring of our brain. At any moment when you're not doing something logical, whether it be math or figuring out paying your bills, you are naturally doing social assessments. That's why in Happiness Hypothesis, Jonathan Haidt basically said, you know, if you want to be unhappy, have some area in your social life wrong, like a boss you don't like or a wife or a husband you don't like, right? So the reason that I teach this chameleon and the reason you must commit to this chameleon approach in new environments, I want to add that, is that your happiness depends upon it. You know, I spend time with people that are extremely successful financially, but man, some of them suck with this social thing and they're not that happy. I see it. I see the millions of dollars in the bank account. You know, some of them are business partners. Some of them are acquaintances. Many of them are people. I coach a lot of the top uh, entrepreneurs in the world now. You know, I'm their business coach. I'm their mentor. I see everything. I see the bank account. They open everything up to me. And I also see the high levels of unhappiness. And I also see some people who have tremendous amount of wealth and tremendous amount of happiness. And it's always those people that have not only mastered wealth, but have mastered social. I see the same thing, you know, here in Hollywood. I spend time with some of the people that are the most fit people in the world, just absolute six pack, you know, triathletes, Ironmen, and many of them 
have an amazing physique. But once again, I see low levels of happiness and it's tied to not understanding social because if you can master this chameleon approach, not only will you be able to walk into a party where you know nobody but and control the room, I mean, to the extent that you want to, but more importantly, you'll be able to leverage that and turn that into long because there's no benefit in just a trillion short-term friends, right? So there's always an end game to this chameleon short-term friend acquisition strategy that I'm talking about. You then take that short-term approach and you harness it and you over time turn some of those people into business partners and some of them turn into mentors and some of them turn into best friends and some of them turn into your next wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, and some of them, you know, turn into people you realize you don't ever want to spend a minute of your life with. I hate to use the word enemies, but why not, right? Who cares? I don't have to pussyfoot around everything. Who cares? Some of them, this chameleon approach, as you test, because there's some people I hang out with or in these big settings, some people I meet, I try every chameleon approach. I try the P approach. I approach them practically, approach them from the action standpoint, the social standpoint, the emotional standpoint, and nothing works. And then I realize there's just some people that are bad people. Never forget that in this world. There are some horrible people, and the quicker you can identify them, the happy or as hell you're going to be. So there's a twofold uh, uh, there's a twofold benefit I want to talk about. Not only are you able to find the 75%, you know, because most, I generally think humans are good overall. They might not all uh, be qualified to become your best friend or girlfriend or your husband or something like that. But, you know, in a room, I can generally bring out, like Abraham Lincoln said, I, I made it a point to learn from everybody, although oftentimes I learned what I didn't want. I take that same approach. So when I'm out with people, in these, I've, you know, about 25% of people are piece of crap people that you never want to see and the world would be better off if they weren't on the planet. I mean, obviously, I'm not advocating getting rid of them, but I'm just saying, I have no problem saying with a straight face, there's a lot of bad people in the world, but there's not a majority of the world is bad. You know, like in a room, 25% of people usually are not worth talking to. This chameleon approach is going to allow you to do that because if you try the old school approach, which is the hard-coded approach, just to go, okay, I use cocky funnier, or okay, I always shake people in the hand and look them in the eyes, you're going to misidentify who's good and who's bad because you're going to you're going to say, well, that didn't work on that person, so they must be weird. No, they're not weird. They just have a different style. But, and let me emphasize this, with this new approach, you're going to be able to chameleon and like Bruce Lee says, the cup going into the water, bringing out different sides of your personality. For some people, bringing out that vulnerable side, bringing up the hurts and pains you've had in life. And for other people, being strong and proud, the A-type people that I talk about, the action-type people, uh, those people, you want to bring out the side of you that is uh, very, uh, what's the word? You want to bring out the side of you that's extremely kind of proud and doesn't talk about your mistakes. And some people you want to be humble and some people you want to be cocky. By you mastering that approach, you watch. This will revolutionize your social life. It will revolutionize your dating life. I mean, I own some of the biggest uh, dating sites in the world, millions of people. I've seen 185 million messages sent between members on dating sites that we uh, manage or run or partner with. And I can tell you it's the same thing. There isn't a one-size-fits-all approach. I know it would be so great, but as I said, 100-plus years ago, Freud wrote, Civilization is discontents. He talked about the nine different ways people seek for happiness and seek to avoid pain and find pleasure, and he said, at the end, the conclusion is the second chapter of that book, and he talks of the different constitutions of people, and you must be willing to cope with that. And you can't freak out, and you can't say it's not fair, and you can't say it's too complicated because if it's too complicated, then it's too complicated for you to ever get rich. Then it's too complicated for you ever to be happy. And you never want to come to a place when you go, you know what? It's too complicated for me to ever be wealthy, healthy, happy, and in love. That's not a default position that any person should ever put themselves in. You need to be in a default position. Your default position is, uh, I don't care how hard it is as long as it's attainable. Like Joel Salton told me, he said, Ty, a person can do anything as lo long as they know it's not forever. 
what I'm talking about over the next 18 months, uh, it's going to go fast. You're going to go out there. You're going to test some things. Test bringing out different sides of your personality. Test adjusting based on what you see. Now, you might say, Ty, how do I identify who's a P, who's an A, who's an S, who's an E? Well, that's going to take another uh, talk, and it would take a few hours to explain. You can learn it on your own. You can test. You can start on your own. I recommend you start on your own. I've got many tricks. Go in my uh, to tylopez.com, uh, click up on Mentor Academy, Listen to the talk of what you'll get in my academy, and one of the things that you will see is what we're talking about right now. I explain in depth this whole PASE system. Um, it, it will revolutionize your life. Okay, so definitely try the PASE thing. Um, you can try it on your own based on this talk. Listen to this talk I gave here free for a few times. For those of you who are very engaged, go out and try the uh, uh, academy that I have. On tylopez.com, you'll see the link. It, we talk about things like wealth too. So it's not only, uh, it's not only about, you know, wealth, but it's about social from the standpoint of wealth because social is innate, uh, is intrinsically built into wealth acquisition. Remember, some people don't understand. We use cash in the world we're in now, right? Cash, what does cash imply? Cash implies a system of trade, right? You don't grow your own food. You do not mine your own gold. You do not dig holes and get oil out of the ground to run your car. You do not mine for the iron ore that goes into the steel that's your car. You don't do, none of us do much except our specialized task in life. We live in a world with massive division of labor. So you're exchanging currency, cash with other people. So the very economic nature of the world that you live in right now is one where you're having to interact with other people. You can't be like Joel Salatin told me. His dad was a farmer and he said, he used to tell Joel, he said, you know, Joel, the more I learn about people, the more I line, uh, like my Pekingese dog. <laughs> the more I learn about people, the more I like my Pekingese Pekingese dog, and he became kind of a farmer and a hermit. Don't really do that. I don't recommend that. Stay social. Now, let me just add, the human mind is not acclimated or wired to huge groups in terms of be making 10,000 friends, but we have what's called evolutionary mismatch. There's a great book on this called The Evolution of the Human Body. It speaks, it's by the Pulitzer Prize guy. I'll put the link to the book, uh, in the notes on this talk, which you can find on tylopez.com. Um, and so what he says, uh, uh, is that, you know, we have this evolutionary mismatch, like, uh, sorry, it's called The Story of the Human Body. It's by Lieberman. And here's the thing. When you, uh, look at how we evolved, we were never really evolved to be in settings of a you know, a thousand people. When you go to a stadium to watch sports, you're sometimes in a stadium with 10, 20, even 50,000 people. That never happened a hundred thousand years ago when our brain was evolving. Okay. So our brains have evolved to not really be good at huge groups. And that's in great part where so many people struggle socially at this party I just did tonight. And I'm recording this right now almost at five in the morning so if i sound a little delirious you'll know why but i just got interviewed after the show by this tv crew um doing a documentary and they interviewed me for my friends doing a documentary on his life but they wanted to interview me and i had there were some there's four girls that i know that were after stayed after the party two they're actually four beautiful girls two of them are twin sisters and uh the other two are just really not just beautiful but also very intelligent and fascinating I mean, they're young they're starting out in here in hollywood and uh so i said why don't you guys come in the interview so the camera's rolling and one of the girls who i could see loved to be in front of the camera and she was social she started talking and she then at the end she's like you know what i stuttered and i hated every time i do it everything's going wrong and i'm so sad and i should never have gotten on the camera and i said to her i was like why practice on that so that when you're standing in front of the academy awards you don't stutter that's when you don't want to stutter and she didn't really stutter but you know stumble on her words i'm like don't take that approach. See, she didn't understand what I've told you in this. She didn't take the 18-month approach, the long-term approach, right? She didn't get it. But I was like, think of how big the reward will be for you if you master this. 
people will not only like you who are around you, but now with TV and mass media, the message will be spread to millions and maybe billions of people. The reward's awesome now. So I said to her, I said, listen, get out there. Understand that the reason you have some fear socially is because we didn't evolve to really be talking to a camera where we knew there'd be thousands of people. Our brain is just used to growing up around your family and immediate family and acquaintances where you didn't have to be so nervous. But now, guess what, guys? I don't care even if you live in a small city. You live in a bigger city than where your brain evolved in some village, uh, you know, 50,000 years ago on the African savanna. So just understand it makes sense and it's okay if you are a little socially awkward for a while. Just move past it. I mean, some people have social anxiety. Some people have panic attacks. If you listen to what I'm telling you, you can overcome all of that unless you have, you know, some massive mental, you know, if you have some retardation. I don't mean that in like a derogatory term. I'm saying literally if you have a mental handicap, there are people with some uh, misfiring in the brain where you literally, it's very hard to ever do what I'm saying, but that's like, you know, 0.1% of population. If you're listening to this, I'm sure you have tremendous untapped social capacity. Remember, most of those, uh, that gray matter, most of the wiring of your brain is for you to be able to be good at social. So you don't have to listen to me. Even if you don't believe me, just look at a microscope under the human brain. It's all built to do social things. It's built to do things like understand how close to stand to somebody versus not. That's why people who have Asperger's don't know that. It's built to read people's faces. Hmm, how's their tone of voice going? Is their face cringing? Are they looking happy? Are they oh, a little smirk? Ah. We're built to just take social cues. Boom, boom, boom. So the second you realize your body's already built for this, you realize you better get Good at it because you ain't going to change your body. I can tell you that. You think you're going to get a brain transplant to some new and improved brain that doesn't care about social? No. So you better get good at it. It's like the saying, if you can't beat it, you better join it. Like the seven habits of highly effective people. Do the things that are within your control and don't complain about the rest. It's out of our control to make our brain uh, not care about social. You must care about social because your brain does. Just accept it and you'll be happier. You're not going to change it unless you're some... You know, singularity person that has a way to create computer brains and blah, 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 and re, revamp the whole human, you know, genome. That's not interesting to me, although you may be a person. I don't see it happening in my lifetime. So I'm like, I'm going to go old school. I'm going to get good at what my brain's already good at, which is social. And I'm going to start by going straight to the top to a guy like Casanova who talked about having the discipline to build things making the acquaintance of amazing people and doing it through the art of being a chameleon and bringing out different sides of yourself. I'm going to do it through like Jesus Christ said, I'm going to be as innocent as a dove, but I'm going to be as wise as a serpent and how I approach it. Wise as a serpent. A serpent is tricky. It changes. That's got to be you. So take this. Go with this. It's getting late. It's almost five in the morning here. I had a party. It's hard to get people out to like two in the morning. So I'm going to wrap this up. But remember, Get good at reading the environment. As Darwin said, it's not the strongest that survive. It's not the smartest that survive. It's the most changeable and adaptable. That's straight from Charles Darwin. If you don't believe anything I've said, remember, that is the man who created the underpinning of modern medicine, modern biology, all the things you understand about, you know, life. From a physical standpoint, and he was saying the same thing. He was saying, man, it's not this, it's not that. It's not being super strong, it's not being this. It is reading the signs and adjusting. That's what you got to do. Walk into a social environment. Feel the vibe. Feel the vibe of the room. Feel the vibe of the person. Adjust your personality. Bring out different things. Remember, learn that PASE. Join my academy. Check it out. For those of you uh, who are listening, uh, check out my Twitter, at TyLopez.com. The most important place from here is to go to TyLopez.com, T-A-L-T-A-I, forgot how to spell my own name here, five in the morning, T-A-I-L-O-P-E-Z.com. Go there. You got links to my Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, LinkedIn, blah, blah, blah. But more importantly, I got this Book of the Day Club. Start there. It's completely free, one and a half million or so. Not quite one and a half, like 1.3 or 4 million people are on that. They read my book of the day. I talk about things on social, talk about all these things. 
It's free. People in 40 countries have been listening to it. Join that first. Then, as you see how that works, click on the Millionaire Academy, the Millionaire Mentor Academy. I made an academy, something that's never been done. I've been to 51 countries, studying some of the greatest thinkers of all time, some of the greatest mentors. I've had five mentors, three multimillionaires, two at the billionaire level, or close to some of them, depending on how you count, <laughs> right? But extremely high level. I've been to 51 countries studying these people. And what I've learned is that no one's teaching this stuff, not correctly. And you, in your life, the reason there's pain around areas, whether it be your body, whether it be, and in this specific academy is much more about money, uh, because I like, like Jim Rohn says, start by improving money in your life because it's the most easily measurable. You just go on your bank account. Okay. It's going up. I'm doing something right. So we want to work on that. And I'm going to teach you everything. Take you step by step from a white to black belt program. You can just start for a month and then go on. It will change your life. And I will show you and talk a lot about this PASE social system. You got to learn it, guys. You must learn this. It will revolutionize all areas of your life. All right. Remember, tylopez.com, at tylopez on Twitter. Check me out on YouTube. I put some things only on YouTube. Also, you can see my channel. Ty Lopez official. Check out my Facebook, Ty Lopez official. Uh, I hope that you understand the seriousness of perfecting and the joy and the happiness that's about to come your way as you master this. Listen to this again. Remember, I've given you a high level. I haven't gotten too specific. But if you read between the lines, you'll find everything you need to begin on your 18-month path to happiness directly uh, directly caused by a change in how you interact with other humans. Remember, win friends and influence people. Make people like you. It's important. Remember what Casanova said. Talk to you soon. Stay strong.